0: Welcome to Cardiff City Church Podcast. We're a Pentecostal church in the centre of Cardiff, dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today as we listen to a word brought to us by our pastoral team. Good morning. It's my privilege to be with you this Good Friday morning in Cardiff. We, Diane and I had hoped that we would be with you in person. This weekend, but of course, in all the circumstances that we're facing in the nation and globally at this time, that has not been possible. But we are grateful for this opportunity through technology of sending you our greetings uh, and our love. And we hope that we will be able to see you soon. In the words of Her Majesty the Queen, we'll meet again and we look forward to that. But in the meantime, it's my privilege to bring you a message from God's Word this morning on a day when we celebrate in particular all that the Lord Jesus has done for us through his death on the cross and his glorious resurrection and all the joy and blessing that he has brought into our lives through being forgiven, through knowing him as our Lord and saviour, through having the opportunity to choose faith instead of fear during this season in which we're all closed up in our homes. And that's really what I want to speak to you about this morning. It's about the choices that were made on that first Good Friday, uh, some of which we heard about in the reading from Matthew's Gospel, and the choices that we must make today in our lives as we go through the trials and difficulties that we're in, especially during this period of lockdown. I've been thinking about this matter of choosing and and uh, choosing faith and not fear because naturally we all get scared don't we at times like this we're all prone to fear i certainly am i'm quite vulnerable at this time because of my age but also because of my history medically and uh, the fact that i've had transplant surgery and so on uh, that i don't have a spleen or a pancreas or whatever so uh, yeah i'm 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 aware that this virus could could really cause havoc And maybe you're in a situation where you're feeling afraid today. And I just want to say to you that the way through this is to choose faith in Jesus and his amazing love for us uh, in his resurrected power. Choose faith and not fear. Many years ago, I was an air cadet in the Royal Air Force Cadets, and uh, we learned how to fly gliders. And I'll always remember the first time I was in, I, I was told by my instructor to land the thing uh, on my own. Well, he was in the back seat, the instructor, but as we approached the grass airfield, coming down from a couple of thousand feet, I was in the front cockpit of this glider, feeling very scared. And he said to me over the headphones, he said, you have control. (laughs) And I thought, no, I don't. No, I don't. But um, it's amazing how sometimes we say things that we don't really believe, but we're trying to reinforce our our thinking. So I said, I have control. (laughs) And down we went. Well, as we approached the airfield, I could see a tow truck passing across the centre of the grass field. And I thought, I'm going to keep my eye on that. I don't want to hit it. So I watched it and watched it and watched it. And then I heard the guy in the back say through the headphones, mind that tow truck. And I thought, yeah, I'm minding it. I'm watching it. And I watched it and watched it. And I got closer and closer and closer till I heard the instructor say, I have control. (laughs) And he landed the glider a few feet away from the tow truck, which I would have hit if I'd still been looking at it. And, and when, we got, when we stopped and we both got out, he gave me quite a telling off and he said, where you look is where you're going. So he said, if you want to avoid something, look somewhere else. <laughs> and, and I've learned that lesson in life that sometimes where we focus is what dominates our minds and our lives. And I really want to encourage you to focus on Jesus and his amazing love for you at this time. And I do believe that if we do that, if we focus on his love and his mercy and grace and his power and his kingdom, that he will see us through this time. My story uh, of the last two and a half decades uh, begins in Cardiff. We'd come back from Africa in the early 90s um, and I became... Uh, pastor at the city temple as it then was now city church cardiff and took on the leadership of the team there at to that stage and we we were in a season of real blessing in the church uh, a season in which God by his grace was healing people in response to prayer and there were some amazing stories of uh, God's intervention and the Holy Spirit's power in those days and sadly after two or three years I became quite ill I became very ill in fact with appalling abdominal pain and problems with digestion etc and to cut a long story short I eventually had uh, surgery in the Heath Hospital in Cardiff to remove my gallbladder but then it, it didn't that didn't sort the problem out and I was in and out of the Heath several times and unable to continue my ministry uh, and it was such a mystery why the pastor who was being prayed for by all the people and, uh, and in fact I was being prayed for around the world by people who knew us and cared uh, wasn't healed. Why, why was this happening to me? And I had to step down from the leadership of the church I loved and leave the city that I greatly loved and come back here to Guernsey, my ancestral home, in order to rest ostensibly. But when I got back here, things became really much worse. And for the next 22 years, I was in and out of hospital. I had more than 100 admissions to hospital over that period, sometimes being flown to London for care from the hospital in Guernsey to the hospital in London, the University College London Hospital, sometimes to Southampton General, uh, just longing for relief. I, I went through more than 30 surgeries to try and relieve the appalling pain of chronic pancreatitis with recurring acute episodes. The pancreas is in the middle of the body, in the north part of the abdomen, and, uh, and through it go major nerves and blood vessels, so that it, it, when it goes wrong, it is really, really painful. They say that the pain of pancreatitis is like the pain of a heart attack, but it just doesn't stop. And uh, the appalling pain needs large doses of morphine to be controlled. Uh, I was nearly 20 years on morphine. Huge doses, at times taking a 1,000 milligrams of morphine equivalent per day. And all the time, praying, 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 seeking healing. Uh, I, I asked for prayer from um churches that that knew me i we when i was a little better at times we traveled overseas wherever we heard the spirit of god was moving we traveled to be prayed for i think we went to toronto seven times we went down to bethel church in redding california where i spent a couple of weeks just being ministered to we sought healing wherever we heard that there was blessing and the moving of god's spirit and still my situation did not yield to prayer other than the wonderful provision of God for meeting all our needs when I couldn't work. The amazing grace of God that kept us trusting him in all of this trial. And then finally, after 22 years, space age cutting edge surgery in Newcastle upon Tyne at the International Transplant Unit in the middle of 2017, when I had 16 and a half hours in the theater and a long period in intensive care afterwards and i am completely healed i am completely restored i am pain free off the opiates um i i feel better than i've felt for over 20 years and i really thank god for restoring me Uh, i've been quite encouraged listening to some of the talks in your restore series in cardiff recently and i've i've heard your speakers say we're trusting god for healing and for recovery, whether it's now, whether it's over a period of time, or whether it's in eternity. And to a certain extent, that mirrors the thinking in my own heart that I was looking to God for healing now, as soon as possible, please Lord, or over a period of time, and perhaps through a combination of prayer and medical or surgical intervention, uh, or whether it was God's will that I would not be healed in this life, And I had several near-death encounters which I speak about as I tell much of this story in my latest book, Through the Storms, a manual for when life hurts. Um, I, 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 I felt that maybe I would have to wait until eternity for my healing to be fulfilled but God has been gracious to me and restored me in advance of that and to him I will always be grateful. But I'm grateful more than that for the relationship with God that I have through what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. I'm so grateful that he was willing to go there to become a sacrifice for my sins, that he cared and loved me enough to pay the price of my wrongdoing and to die in my place and then on the third day rise again in order that I might have the gift of eternal life. And I know that if I had died, those several times in intensive care, I know where I was going uh, and, and I know what would have w- awaited me. In fact, I tell in the book of one occasion when I, I heard the music of heaven and I felt that the Lord's presence uh, uh, as I felt he had come to take me. Uh, but he, he spared me and so I'm still here to tell the story of an amazing God and his amazing grace and so i just want to ask you to think briefly with me about the story that was read to us from matthew's gospel and chapter 27 in particular and and just notice there with me if you will please that there were real choices that had to be made pilate had to make a choice what he would do with jesus when his wife came to him and said to him you know, don't have anything to do with that man. I've had a bad dream about him all night. Uh, I, I reckon he's innocent and I, I don't think you should in any way get involved with him. And uh, and Pilate had to make his choice. He himself had an inner witness that Jesus was innocent uh, and he had to decide, am I going to go with the crowd that that is baying for his life or am I going to take a step of faith here Um, and and make a different decision and spare him and that was a, a very significant choice for Pontius Pilate. He could choose whether to believe his wife's testimony and his own inner witness that Jesus was special and innocent or be swayed by the crowd and dismiss Jesus as irrelevant or even at worst a criminal. So Pilate tried to avoid this choice didn't he? Uh, He hoped that it, it wouldn't be forced to the issue and he got a bowl and some water and he washed his hands. Now we're all washing our hands like crazy aren't we at the moment because we've been told to do so and it's important and I hope you wash your hands regularly you know and instead of singing happy birthday some have suggested that we say the Lord's Prayer through or that we sing some worship songs through but whatever we use our 20 seconds to wash our hands and that's an important part of our lives just now but Pilate tried to use hand washing as an excuse for a decision that he had to make. He had to make a choice and no amount of water could wash away the guilt that would come from making the wrong choice on that day. You may know Shakespeare's famous Macbeth play and in uh, the fifth act and scene one Lady Macbeth feels dreadfully guilty about the murder uh, of, uh, of Duncan and um, she's wandering in the night she's sleepwalking and she just can't stop wringing her hands and as if she's washing them and she can't get the spot off her hands the spot of blood that in her tortured mind she feels is there and she said all the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand And, you know, there are things that we do in life and there are things we do wrong in life. And the Bible calls that sin, which we cannot erase. It's always there at the back of our minds. It it bothers us at night. It comes back to worry us. But there is a place where we can be washed clean. We used to sing years ago, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And we can be washed beneath that flood we can lose all our guilty stains if we choose Christ if we come to him today and receive him as Lord and ask him to wash our sins away and Pilate tried to declare himself innocent didn't he after he'd washed his hands he said I am innocent of the blood of this man you see to it and he finishes up in uh, in that little passage by saying, it's not my responsibility, it's your responsibility to the Jews. And, and we might say, well, it's not my responsibility, but God is saying to us, you've got a choice to make today. And that choice was then something which the crowd had to make a decision on too. Because Pilate turned to the crowd and there was a tradition that on that day in Passover, he would set free one of the criminals in the prison cells. And there was a really nasty case called Barabbas. He was a terrorist, an extremist, a fundamentalist. He had probably killed people. He was certainly leading insurrection against the Roman state. And um, Pilate took him out and said, who do you want? Do you want this Barabbas guy? Or do you want Jesus who is the Christ? And the people were incited by the Jewish leaders through jealousy and hatred of Christ and they bade crucify him crucify him the same people who on Palm Sunday probably had cried Hosanna to the son of David within just a few days were shouting crucify him they had made a choice and their choice was influenced by the crowd around them isn't it like that sometimes in life? If, if you're in a family where nobody else believes in Jesus or perhaps you're uh, from a place of work where they, they just don't have any time for spiritual things or for God, it, it can be very difficult to go against the crowd. It can be very difficult when others are saying rubbish, when others are saying to God, get lost God, I don't need you in my life. It can be very difficult to choose Christ. But the crowd were faced with that awful decision. And um, the question, what therefore will you do with Jesus who is called Christ, comes to us this Good Friday. And is a question that each of us must answer for ourselves. And then on this day of choices, the first Good Friday, there was a choice that Jesus had to make. The story of him Making that choice is actually from the evening before, when Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He left his disciples alone and he went on alone to pray. And in Matthew chapter 26 and in verse 39, we read, going a little further from where he left the disciples, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, May this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Do you know, throughout my 22 years of ill health, I had to make that choice often to do God's will, to let him be in charge, to ask him to have his way in my life. And that can sometimes be a very difficult choice with all that Jesus was facing, not just the physical agony of the cross that he knew lay ahead of him, but also the immense spiritual pain of knowing that all the sins of the world were going to be heaped upon him and he was going to become an obnoxious sin offering that God the Father would have to turn his face away from. Jesus shrank his human nature and his human will shrank back from that and said, oh Lord, if if you're willing, please let this cup pass from me. He had no desire to drink from that cup, a cup of suffering. You know, when I was in um, hospital and when I was ill for that long period, there were there were long occasions when I, I could not eat or drink. I, two seasons of at least six weeks length when nothing passed my lips. I was nil by mouth, couldn't even have water. And during that time I had to be fed through a tube into my uh, small intestine, which bypassed the stomach and the pancreas. And and I couldn't drink and I longed to take a drink. Um, And drinking is a choice, isn't it? Whereas I could be fed through the tube without even being awake, I could not drink without being awake and conscious because it's a conscious choice to drink. And Jesus chose to drink the cup of suffering for you and for me. He was not force-fed. It is currently illegal in the United Kingdom for any convict to be force-fed against his will. But Jesus was not force-fed He chose to drink the cup of suffering because he loved us and he loved his father too and wanted to do his father's will. He knew that without his sacrifice on the cross on that Good Friday, we would never be forgiven. We could not be saved. And so he gave himself willingly. He chose to die in order that we might, by following him, choose to live. This Good Friday... The choice is yours and mine. Will we choose to do the Father's will? Will we choose Christ and his way instead of our way? Will we choose faith and not fear? The question comes to us as it came from the lips of Pilate that first Good Friday. What then will you do with Jesus who is the Christ? Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for coming into the world, for laying down your life on that first Good Friday. We thank you that you so loved us, that you wanted us to be saved. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us to make a response today, to make our choice. Help us by your Holy Spirit to choose God's way, not our way, however long, however dark it may seem at times, choosing to drink the cup that God offers us by his grace and in his mercy. Amen. And as we just continue to pray for a few seconds more, I'd like to lead you in a prayer, which you can pray in your own home or in your own heart. You don't even have to say it out loud if other people are there. If you're on your own, by all means, say it along with me. And each phrase will enable you to open your heart and make your choice for Jesus this Good Friday. Here comes the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I open my heart to you. I need you in my life. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that you rose again on the third day. choose you, Jesus, as my Lord and Master. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you'd like to know more about following Jesus as your Lord and choosing God's way and focusing on faith and not fear, then you can contact our online pastors at Cardiff City Church or go to the website where you can click on the section next and find out more about beginning this exciting Christian life. God bless you and a happy Easter. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.